Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, governor. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky... Ian Cullen. Blimey. Bloody Crikey. hell. <laughs> Crikey. Come on down here, big stickiest. <laughs> Everything has to end up being an Australian accent. <laughs> it all comes back to Australia. Hey, man, it's all Australian to me. <laughs> As the saying goes. You know, it's, uh, this actually kind of, kind of relates. Um, I mentioned it last night. <laughs> I remember, because Henry Cavill's in the movie we're talking about today, but I remember like a couple of years ago, uh, Johnny had like just watched like Man of Steel or something like that. Or maybe it was Mission Impossible Fallout. But he was like, oh man, he's like Henry Cavill, man. That guy is all American. And I was like, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like somebody seeing anybody and just going, that guy's all American. <laughs> Just that as an idea is is in a, in and of itself ridiculous. He's got like a bald eagle on his shoulder constantly. <laughs> <laughs> bald eagle's carrying a six pack of Budweiser. <laughs> Bush light. <laughs> yeah. A natty daddy. Ooh, nasty daddy. That that should that should be our drink of choice. Just based on the show. Natty Daddy, we got some Natty Daddies. Ugh. <laughs> no, so th- we talked about recently, like having our own show drink. We had a bit, or I was talking about being a Nasty Daddy. Which, by the way, uh, I don't know if I sent it to you, but my buddy Tom, who we had on the show, mm-hmm. uh, he said he texted me. He's just like, oh, my wife's getting pissed at me because I keep calling myself a Nasty Daddy, <laughs> like around the house. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but where's the lie? Like, you are a nasty daddy. <laughs> so we we were talking about having our own drink. So nasty daddy, it's a natty daddy, but you like pour a shot of well whiskey into. I like that. Like in the beer. <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not beer and a shot. It's oh, shot okay. in a beer. Oh. And it's a nasty daddy because <laughs> it's probably disgusting. Probably. <laughs> There's like drinks that are made, I feel like, specifically to be like, this is disgusting, but you'll get drunk quick. Oh, well, there's other ones that are made just to be disgusting. Like if there's somebody like pissing you off, most bartenders won't make it because they know what it'll do. But it's like, give them a cement mixer. And it's just like, it's milk and beer. (laughs) But it, it, it like curdles in your stomach. Like it just instantly makes you throw up. Oh, nice. A cement mixer. <laughs> so if 
So, ladies, any guys hitting on you at the bars, you want to get them get them out of here, you'd be like, you know what, why don't I buy you a drink? He'll be so, so impressed because, you know, shoes on the other foot now. Mm-hmm. And you send his ass a cement mixer. <laughs> and that'll show him, I guess. We need to make one where it's like the same thing, but it's like beer and then like a laxative. Like, <laughs> yeah, really go. strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get this man a floodgates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get this man the Mississippi slide. River. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drinks always have like weird, weird like location names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, like, because um, I was watching, uh, watching these things where it's like uh, an actor or like a director or whatever that they're breaking down their career. It, uh, Vanity Fair actually has <clears throat> these videos oh. up on YouTube. Have you seen those? Yeah, I watched the Willem Dafoe one. It was really awesome. Oh, yeah. See, I was actually going to tell you about that. I was going to mention that on one of our next episodes or whatever, but um, I'm watching it. The Willem Dafoe one is super interesting. I was going to tell you to watch it. Um, yeah. There's a few. See, I I found out that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is really interesting. Like, I, I started watching just interviews with him, which is surprising, because I'm like, I like him, but I've never been, like, a super a fan. fan. But I'm just yeah. like. I'm like, oh man, this guy's really interesting to listen to. But what I was gonna say with that is, um, I listened to the Judd Apatow one, and oh, he yeah. said on the set of, I think it was Forty Year Old Virgin, <laughs> Seth Rogen was just basically like his job behind the scenes was just to come up with like crazy names for like different sexual acts. So that's like the guy <laughs> that keeps coming up to him is like, give her like this or whatever. There, it was just Seth Rogen in the background just. Coming up with crazy names for things. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like an Alabama slammer or something like that. Yeah. Oh, those are fun. Oh man, we can we can do a whole episode on just weird sex positions and their ridiculous names. <laughs> Will we? Uh we already have the explicit thing on our on our podcast on Apple, so I guess technically we could. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing we... stopping us. Yeah. Cincinnati bow tie. <laughs> An Olympic wrench. What's that one? If you gotta ask, you can't afford it. Oh, I sent I sent that to somebody recently. It's probably me. <laughs> I love that good old uh, good old beer fest reference. Not a lot of people uh, would pick up on that. I feel like people slept on that movie. Beer fest actually, when that came out, I didn't see it in theaters, and a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, you you got to see beer fest." I didn't watch it until like two years ago. Really? Yeah. HJs are one dollar. BJs are five dollars. ZJs ten. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's ZJ? <laughs> Gotta ask. You can't afford it. <laughs> uh, so dumb. <laughs> uh, it's speaking of dumb. I actually, I, uh, I should. We we're, we're not done. We uh, we turned it on at night, and then we watched like first like forty minutes of it. But I showed her Hot Rod, and oh, I love it. It, it was funny because like. I think she was like grasping the tone of it early on. Like, is this like a comedy that's rooted in reality? And then when he's falling down the hill, she was like, why does he keep falling? How is he not dead? I was like, it's it's clearly this is insane. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that moment is so good, too. Like the initial trip, because he's just like dancing in the woods. Just that shit. (laughs) (laughs) my favorite part of it is actually before the fall and he's doing like gymnastics on like logs and he's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. The, the music of that movie. I actually, it's funny. I would never buy it 
but um on merch now which is a site that i buy a lot of my vinyls from they have mm-hmm. the hot rod soundtrack and oh, i would get it and, uh, and I, I love the song that plays during that part and i love the song that plays during like the big like inspirational moment where they're walking to the jump and it's like oh yeah we're not gonna live in silence <laughs> and it turns into a riot yeah <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, how could something that started so peaceful just end up like that? <laughs> Danny McBride's holding a TV, and he's just like, a bunch of people take advantage of a situation like that. It's, it's terrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's I hate it. <laughs> just holding a TV. <laughs> oh man, I could I can quote that movie forever too. We should figure out a bracket or like how we can like phrase it where it's just comedies that are so stupid they're genius because I feel like that's one of them. MacGruber's one of them. Uh, like, There's a bunch of those. Uh, maybe Step Brothers. I feel like Step Brothers, the comedy's less genius. It is very funny, but like there's something there's something about like some comedies where the stupidity is almost there to hide the fact that it's some of the like really well-written jokes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like surface level, you'd be like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But then like on paper, you're like, to come up with this premise, to think of this joke, like the setup and punchline of this scene or whatever, like that is actually like some next level comedic thinking. Yeah. I don't think this falls into the category, but part of me feels like Good Burgers in that. <laughs> yeah. Good Burgers more of like a, like a teen movie though. So it's a little bit different. I love Good Burger though, man. Oh, me too. Listen, <laughs> we're all dudes. We are. Hey, we should actually do a Good Burger review because the song is just meant for this pod. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We should use that as our new opening theme. Yeah. <laughs> Instead and of then less than Jake one. will have to sue us, but then at least they'll be talking to us and we'll be like, do you guys want to be on the podcast? Yeah. I was going to say, like, they, if they need to sue, they have easy access to me because I'm in Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, you're in their hometown. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, it's funny. I uh, yesterday went out with Brianna and a bunch of her like friends from like work and stuff like that. And um, one of the other neurologists was like, oh, Colin, like I mean to talk to you about your podcast. He's like, yeah, it's called like two dudes, one movie. And the other one was like, did you literally just get his podcast mixed up with two girls, one cup? <laughs> Dude, we should switch it to two dudes, one movie. <laughs> I uh, fuck why why didn't we think of that? That's so much better. <laughs> We'd probably get a lot of people find our podcast not looking for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if those are the kind of people we want. But honestly, I don't know if we don't already have those kinds of people. Yeah, it's it's very true. <laughs> These fucking swampies out here are a bunch of two dudes, one movie, <laughs> loving sons of bitches. Dude, do one movie. <laughs> Although we have had an episode where we reviewed two movies and we've had episodes where we discussed like 10 movies, like the MCU episodes. Yeah. I mean, most episodes we, we talk two movies cause we talk the trailer park and then we talk, uh, you know, the, the, the movie we're reviewing. So, well, this episode's going to be extra crazy cause we're going to talk like 34 movies. Yeah. Well, sort of. We'll we'll sort name of. we'll name thirty something movies. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna name drop a bunch of movies because we are in October, the spooky October, blah. It's a spooky month, blah. <laughs> uh, 
That's what uh, Adam Sandler does in Hotel Transylvania. Ah, uh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, we talked about him already last week. Let's fucking take take a break. Let's pump the brakes. That's <laughs> that's actually probably an episode we can do soon because I think that movie's coming out in a couple days. Oh. I think it comes out October 8 or October 9. Cool. Great. I think that's going to be an episode. <laughs> that's, all right, so now we're name dropping like 35 movies. Yeah. But... Uh, we're actually gearing up for our Halloween bracket. <laughs> when I name these movies, should I do a blah in between each one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably should. I do it in your do best it. in your best Dracula. All right. Or or maybe a nail. spooky ghost. <laughs> nail Nosferatu. Um yeah. <laughs> wasn't that silent? Yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just it's gonna be like 30 seconds of silence. You're just okay. gonna you're just gonna read them in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know we're doing a Halloween bracket. We did that last year. When this episode drops, the voting should be just starting either like that day or like a day or two before it. So when you hear this, just go to the social meds, check out our story. You can vote on which movie you would like for us to review. But uh, normally we do 16 movies for these brackets. And actually, last Halloween was our first bracket that we did, and we only did eight movies. So it was our first ever bracket, right? Yeah, and we're going balls out this time. We're doing thirty-two movies. We're going total March Madness. Actually, I think Mad- yeah. March Madness might be sixty-four teams, but jeez, we're, <laughs> we're going all out. Yeah, thirty-two days of Halloween, so we're doing thirty-two movies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got it. <laughs> I started my Halloween activities early, so I'll I'll say 32 days of Halloween. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we're, we're not going to really talk about them, but I'll tell you what movies are in the bracket. This is not in any particular order. We haven't ranked them yet. Like, we haven't sorted them by the Rotten Tomato score, but... Done the, the seeding. Yeah. The uh, 32 movies are Casper, Misery, The Exorcist, Trick or Treat, The Blair Witch Project, The Conjuring, The Witch... Beetlejuice, Poltergeist, Insidious, Shaun of the Dead, The Evil Dead, Hocus Pocus, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ghostbusters, Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare Before Christmas, Kiki's Delivery Service, Ernest Scared Stupid, The Thing, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Dawn of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Hellraiser, The Ring, Hell House, Monster House, Carrie, Scream, The Addams Family, and What We Do in the Shadows. That's a sweet list. I really like that list. And I'd also like to mention that a lot of those movies have been remade. We're going to be putting up like their original forms with the exception of the thing, because technically the thing is a remake, but we're talking about John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's going to be the, the OGs. We're not doing like the remakes from like the mid to, you know, late two thousands and stuff. Like, cause I know Texas Chainsaw got a remake. Nightmare got a remake. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street got a remake. I mean, Poltergeist, um, Poltergeist got one. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Poltergeist got a remake. And then there's some horror classics we chose to leave off because mm-hmm. we either have lightly discussed them in the past or we're going like, cause I thought about adding Candyman, but I figured we're probably going to talk about the original Candyman a good deal when we finally get to see the new one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we also left off The Shining because we discussed a little bit of that when we did our uh, Dr. Sleep episode. Uh, similarly, we left off it, chap- it Chapter 1 or Part 1 or whatever, or the It TV movie because we talked about that when we did It Chapter 2. 
So, mm-hmm. and Child's Play, and Child's Play, yeah. Halloween won our bracket last year, so we didn't put Halloween on. Um, yeah, we didn't put any hollow anything from the Halloween franchise on because similarly, we ended up talking about a good amount of the Halloween franchise just by virtue of doing that episode. Yeah, this is like I mean, we posted on our social media. Um, like our, you know, the two dudes account. We also posted on our personal ones, and I feel like between those, we got a lot of responses. Because uh, just looking off this list, the only ones that were like we added on our own, just being like, you know, it'd be cool to have that. I don't, I think were uh, what we do in the shadows, the Adams family, uh, Carrie, Hell House, the Ring, uh, Hellraiser, Killer Clowns Matter Space. Yeah, but I think everything else may have been, you know, a swampy vote. So. Thank yeah, you, everybody. There's just some movies out. I want to talk about too, <laughs> like Hellraiser would be a cool one. Hellraiser's my favorite, just straightforward horror movie. You know, because mm-hmm. I always add that caveat because I would say the thing is probably actually my favorite, but the thing is also sci-fi. Yeah. So if I'm just talking horror, it would be Hellraiser. Have I, Have I asked you this before? What do you What do you think of uh of them rebooting Hellraiser? Don't like it. Yeah. Not into it. <laughs> There, there hasn't been good talk about like the production of it. Well, see, every every one of these horror movies is gonna get its remake, and say like ninety five percent of them are gonna suck hard. <laughs> I didn't hate Child's Play though, but Child's Play was different. Child's Play knew what it was; it was trying to be kind of silly at times. Like, there's some funny moments. It also has a good cast, but you mm-hmm. can go back and listen to that episode if you want to. You fucking swampies, but uh. But for the most part, like these horror remakes are just unnecessary, and uh, you're just, you're fucking with the classics, and I don't understand why. Like, it's not like they have such a high success rate that it would yield positive results. Like, I don't know why studios feel the need to do it after so many have failed. Yeah, it's like, don't you see that? I think because the movies are so cheap to make that it doesn't take a lot for them to be profitable. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like, even a bad movie will be profitable. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're against remakes for everything. <laughs> because yeah. we were just talking about Disney, like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like, leave it the fuck alone. Like, I don't think there's any movie that I could think of that I would want to see a remake of. Or I'd want them to... Actually, you know what? Total lie. But you know what? Here's the thing. Because... <laughs> Because I know we keep talking about we're excited for Dune. Dune, the new Dune, Denis Villeneuve's Dune, is not a remake of the movie Dune. It is an adaptation of the novel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're trying to remake the, the original Dune movie. They're trying to do an honest adaptation of the book, mm-hmm. which is not the same thing at all. Yeah, because that's the thing. They're taking classic movies, you know, either Disney or these horror movies. They're, they're classics and they're remaking them. There's no reason to remake them. In the case of Dune, it's not like we had a banger of a movie that already came out. And they're like, why right. are you doing that? We already had a great Dune movie. Like, the first Dune movie that came out in the 80s sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, it holds a place in my heart, but yeah. I mean, I think it holds a place in a lot of people's hearts. But also, I think the people that really like it also admit that it's not great. No, it's not great. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely not like a an amazing movie, but uh, it's a fun watch. It's interesting. It's weird as shit. Yeah, definitely. But but yeah, I'm actually really excited for this bracket because the most movies you've ever done. I think it's like really diverse too. Yeah, 
I, I would agree. You know, we actually ha- have some comedies on there that I really like, and then we have some animated movies. It's not just... I think when we did it last time, with the exception of Hocus Pocus, it was straight up just like your classic like, horror movies. You know, it was... Yeah, like slashers and yeah. monster-type things. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a good mix. I'm really excited. So the Swampies got to check out our social media at Two Dudes Movie Review so they could, like... Hop on those, hop on those votes and stuff like that, because it's important. Because you know we gotta, we gotta figure this out. Halloween's <laughs> coming up in no time. I don't you, know what I'm gonna be for Halloween, but uh, I'm definitely gonna be reviewing one of these movies. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to, I can't, I can't even say. It. You gotta be the one to say it. But before we move on, do you have a movie that, uh, that you hope wins, or do you have one that you think is gonna win? Oh man, do a uh, prediction that is, real quick. That is a good question. I think Texas Chainsaw made it pretty far last year when we did it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's necessarily going to to take a victory in this because I think there's, I think there are some movies that are worse that have more nostalgia to them. Yeah, I would like. I think The Thing made it really far in a past bracket. I'm thinking. Maybe our fans would really like the thing. Obviously, I love the thing. I would love to talk about that movie. Um, I I don't even need to rewatch it to be able to do like a full episode on it right now if I wanted to. Uh, but also, now we threw throw Ghostbusters into the mix. Uh, that one might. It's it's tough because like Ghostbusters. I think people love Ghostbusters, but I don't know if so many people would consider it like a a necessarily Halloween movie. I mean, it is ghosts, uh, but thematically there's nothing really like Halloween about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it deserves a place on the list. Uh, I could see Ghostbusters going really far, if not all the way. The only thing I would see beating it is if there is another movie of a similar caliber that is more on point for the holiday, like a, like a legit horror movie. But yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's anybody's game, honestly, with this one. I would love to do what we do in the shadows, though. That's I yeah, think that'd be cool. I think that would be my favorite to review on the podcast. Like I think that would be a really good episode. So that's what I would want to win, but I don't necessarily think it's gonna go all the way. I think it'll yeah. make it a couple rounds though. I was going to say I, I just have a feeling that Ghostbusters is gonna win. I think the Exorcist also has a really good shot at winning. Um Yeah. As far as one that I would really like to review, uh, Shaun of the Dead is probably up there. Uh, oh, yeah, what what we good. do in the shadows is also up there. Hmm. I would say I would say those two for sure. I, I'm with you though too. I I would actually really like to to talk the thing. I would also re- like. There's a lot of movies on here that I would like to rewatch, and I'm not gonna re rewatch all of them, but um, right. Like th- there are a bunch on here that I'm like, oh man, that, like if that wins, I'll be really happy to rewatch that. Like I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Like Carrie's one of them. So yeah, I think most of these I'd be pretty happy to rewatch. There's some of them where I'm like, that'd be cool to cool if it wins, but also I don't know if it's streaming somewhere, and I don't <laughs> want to spend money to rent a movie. So uh, so think about that when you vote Swampies. <laughs> try and <laughs> try and save your boy like two bucks. <laughs> exactly. Every every penny counts this time of year. I got to spend like a ton of money on candy, obviously, because tis the season. <laughs> buy my because I'm not going trick or treat. I I don't know what's up with trick or treating this year, but I'm super bummed no about tri- that. There is no trick or treating. Ugh. 
see, obviously, like for me, it's like whatever. But like for Logan, I'm I'm really sad about that. So I don't know. I might have to do something. I'm probably like bring him out to like by like my parents where they live because I have a lot of family who lives out there. Maybe mm-hmm. just drive like door to door. He can go visit each family member, go up, ring their doorbell. It'd be weird because you're not walking around. You got to drive like three miles in between everybody. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the car, get back in the car for <laughs> one piece of candy. <laughs> totally worth it. Get the fucking douchebag. Give me wax lips. <laughs> oh, man. Circus oh, peanuts. Friggin' Mary Jane. <laughs> you know those those candies? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. What is it? It's like the hardest caramel you've ever had in your life, but it's like in a taffy or something. Anybody who gives out like taffies and stuff like that, it's like, fuck you. Just put a razor blade in an apple instead. (laughs) I had this conversation once about like really like rancid, like Halloween candy to get. And someone mentioned, you ever see those like gummies that are in the shape of like a burger? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've seen those. I've eaten those. (laughs) Yeah, well, you get it on Halloween. You just eat everything. Yeah. Uh, they give you... um, What's up with, like, all of these, like, really, really, really hard candies? Like, the like the little balls and stuff. And, like, like a Gobstopper have... or something like that? Well, there's those. Like, the jawbreakers. Like, the tiny jawbreakers and stuff. And then there's, like, the, the hot tamales. Ooh. <laughs> like, it's all of these candies you only ever see during Halloween. Like... You, you get it, and you're like, they fucking make this? Oh, can somebody explain to me the popcorn ball? Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you that's... Seen that? it, it's yeah. in, like a, like, a, like, a potato chip bag, but then you take it out, and it's just a popcorn just mounded, mashed into a ball. <laughs> and it's a hefty ball. It's like, you could break a fucking window with that. The first day that theaters reopened after COVID, all the popcorn was popcorn balls. <laughs> like, they didn't oh, really God. pop popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, right. They're going to be eating my popcorn balls. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to be, you know. be, be licking on them, who's licking the- on these po- popcorn nuts. <laughs> I was going to say, who's the psycho that picks that out, though? Like, you know, everyone goes to the store and they just grab the like the norm, you know, the Reese's, the, the, the Snickers, the you know, whatever. They grab the, the average Joe. Who's the guy who goes out and is like, you know what? I need to get the hot tamales. Like I need to. Find, yeah, maybe like, it's a budget thing. I don't know. Maybe they're just cheaper by like the bag. You know, you have maybe. more per. <laughs> maybe, but it, it just seems it seems like it should be a crime. Like it should be illegal. <laughs> hey, you guys got circus like, peanuts? <laughs> and you know what? Like Logan is allergic to peanuts, so it's probably better this way. But like last year, I went trick or treating, and he didn't get any Reeses, which. Oh pissed me off because i wanted all the reese's because yeah. then if he got them i'd be like oh man you got reese's well you know you can't have peanuts so i guess like i'll just take this away and then i'm like nom, 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 <laughs> in the corner but like everywhere they went it's just like all right pick one and i'm like cool like orange is a bright color like i think he'll be gravitated towards orange but instead he picks like some candy that neither of us like and then he's just like i don't like this and i'm like well i'm not gonna eat it it fucking sucks <laughs> like you should have picked a Reese's. At least I'd be happy. <laughs> a Tootsie Roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Tootsie Roll's another one. <laughs> Real quick before we go into the, you know what what it is, but one of my first jobs I was I was working in the stock room, and 
it was like the day after Halloween and uh, the other stock like room like manager that was like working with me. He had like fucked up teeth, like, ra- like raunchy. And he, he uh, I just hear him go, ow. And I was like, what? And he was eating a Tootsie Roll and he just goes, Tootsie Roll broke a te- part of my teeth off. And he pulls out a chunk of his teeth and he and he flicks oh. it on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just like, Jesus Christ. That guy spent his whole life eating Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, exactly. Just sitting around popping them by the dozen (laughs) while he's hanging out in the trailer park. There we go. Trailer park (laughs) stick, baby. Yeah. I was waiting for it. We got some good banner there. That was that was fun. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. Oh, okay. Wow. (laughs) That makes one of us. (laughs) Damn. So what what are we talking today? Um that's an excellent question, Colin. And if you know anything about me, you know that I always come prepared. And I am definitely a guy with a solid memory, like a memory not unlike an elephant's, in the sense that I never forget. Because the movie we're talking about is obviously, as we all know, as the Swampies probably already know too. And as I know you know, because we discussed this like literally right before recording. Come on, man. That (laughs) we are going to talk about a very specific movie that that has a new trailer. There's a a trailer and it's coming out soon. And um, it's, uh, there's uh, directors, writers, writers. some 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 big names that people will probably recognize. I'm assuming. It's the fucking uh, Croods. <laughs> oh yeah, the Croods. Croods too. Croods too. <laughs> I'm sure that's See, how I knew that. I was gonna say I'm sure that's how DreamWorks wants their movie introduced. It's the fucking Croods. <laughs> oh, it's the Croods. <laughs> the two Croods movie reviews. <laughs> yeah, it's not even called the Croods too. It's the Croods: A New Age. Um, it was funny. Oh. Uh, this I think is slated still for a theatrical release. Who the fuck knows? Everything's getting pushed back. It's upsetting. But mm-hmm. um, we were blocking out our schedule for you know the rest of the year and stuff like that. And uh, early December, I had wrote like for one day. I was like, "Crudes two question mark like." <laughs> <laughs> Is this all we got? Yeah. Is this what we're going with? So, yeah. I mean, if it might be an episode. We'll see what happens. But uh, I haven't watched this trailer yet. I saw it drop. I was never really too big in the first Crudes. Uh, I know it's got a great cast. See, I said that. You did say that. See, I, you, <laughs> I knew guy, what I was talking about. He, he was making it sound like he didn't know what he was talking about. This guy's a, he's on point every day. <laughs> what do you mean? I sounded like I didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, never mind. No, no, he, he knew what he's talking about. <laughs> Thank you. The director on this movie, first time director, I'm pretty sure, Joel Crawford, but uh, he was part of the uh, like art department for a few pretty big um, animated movies, in particular, like most of the Kung Fu Panda movies, Rise of the Guardians, I think, um, mm. and one of the SpongeBob movies. I always okay. lose track of how many SpongeBob movies there are, but... Um, that's yeah. another movie that uh, disappeared into the uh, abyss of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I like the cast on it. Uh, we'll we'll check out the trailer to see what we think. But uh, 
I watched the first. Did you see the first one or no? Yeah, Logan used to like watching that one on repeat a lot. What What do you think of it? Because you've probably uh, seen it more than me. Then I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I don't give two fucks. Uh, that, that movie. That movie does nothing for me. Like not even a little bit of a tingle in my dick for it. Like I got nothing. <laughs> Damn. That's how I judge a movie. Yeah. If you Damn. can. If you can give me give me a little something something down below, yeah, I'll watch the rest of your movie. <laughs> Damn, this child's movie didn't get me chubbed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell you this though, uh, writers on it very very solid because uh, Kevin Hagman's on it. Uh, he's one of the writers on the Lego Movie. Okay, scary stories to tell in the dark, and uh, I mean. Hotel Transylvania, which we actually mentioned earlier, but the Lego movie on its own for writing, I'm here for it. So yeah, that's cool. Um, you want to take a look at this? Yeah, I, I've seen the first 15 seconds of this trailer like a hundred times because it plays as an ad in front of like YouTube videos for kids. So oh, okay, so I skip ad on this all day, but <laughs> I actually haven't watched this whole trailer. I do recognize the first couple of seconds though. Okay, cool. <laughs> My name's Eep. Big and stuff. It's news. And we're the world's first family. The Croods. Yeah, I've seen morning. this. Dad always says the pack stays together. That's my girl. <gasps> Seatbelt mode. And this is about now where I can skip the ad. Perfect place to call home. <laughs> what the heck is that? It's the end of the world. Well, that's it for me. I'm glad it's you, Chunky. Wow. <gasps> Isn't it strange how this already animation looks like it's a step up from the first one? Oh, it, it definitely is. I was um, we'll talk about it later. But I, this is really good looking for you know a non Pixar movie. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. We are the Bettermans. Better man? Emphasis on the better. Oh, oh, is that your home? Kind of big, isn't it? Hey, girl. A little flow rider. Girl. Yeah. I know you like a that. <laughs> He's repping, repping your hood now. People belong in a modern world. What's your problem, big guy? This place is changing everyone. Guy? And we really need to limit Thunk's window time. Not now, Douglas. The birds are on. In my day, we didn't stare at birds. We fought them. Let me live my life. Whoa, what's that? It's just mm. a scar. Every mark is an adventure. And my dad doesn't even know about this one. Whoa, peanut toe. <laughs> You're not allowed outside the wall? Nope. This farm is like Another trailer, like we talked about with the like Hubie me. Halloween one. It's like, how many songs are in this trailer? Yeah. You see that wall? Yeah. You want to jump in? Yeah. No. We'll be back before anyone knows. Man, remember the days when trailers were like a minute long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You took Dawn for a joyride. The Bettermans built the wall for a reason. <laughs> That's not good. 
The only way to survive is if the pack stays together. In such a dangerous world, I worry about my family too. What's that? Kill circle. Today is a good day to die! Hey everyone, you'll never guess what I found out! Sorry, honey. We thought you were a predator trying to kill us. No, never apologize for an effective kill circle. Hold on, stop. You accessorize with a sloth? I accessorize with a sloth. <laughs> this is built. <laughs> Mine's Sash. Ooh, la la. Hey, it's uh, a really good cast on it, man. But yeah. I said this last night, actually, in regards to the movie we were going to be reviewing. But a lot of movies like this, I try and come at it from is it going to hit its target audience? And. I mean, from the trailer, it looks like kids are definitely going to think it's funny. Animation-wise, I think it looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, what was the studio on this? Is this the same this people is, who made uh, this is DreamWorks. How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense, because I was getting similar vibes, especially like with the aesthetic, like when they get into like that new world, or it's like very vibrant, colorful, especially like reminiscent of the third How to Train Your Dragon, which is like an early episode of our show, but... Um, same similar like feel there where it's like a lot of like you know bright vibrant colors and um then that movie looked really good too so yeah i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily going to be bad but who knows you know like i, I this doesn't seem to me like it's going to be like total poopy mm-hmm. but i just i just understand that it's not made for me so yeah that's um because there's certain movies, like I feel like with a lot of the Pixar ones, they make, they design their movies and their stories to be accessible for both kids and adults. This looks like it's probably going to be more relevant to uh, like a child. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's going to resonate a ton with me, but I mean, like I said already, I'm hoping that there are a few jokes in there that are going to make me laugh because the cast is good. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, I think is very funny. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see Deadpool in this universe, and uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> we've always wanted a Deadpool in, in the crude up. <laughs> yeah, the crudes. But I, I, you know, just based on the trailer, I think it might be like the best looking DreamWorks movie we've seen. How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World looked really good, and there are a few other movies that have come out that, uh, like stylistically, I really like. I don't like the Boss Baby at all. But yeah. they do some cool stuff in that movie where they actually like do sequences in, in you know 2D and different styles of animation. Captain Underpants, I actually really like the style of animation in that. Oh, um, yeah. And then... That movie's not bad either. <clears throat> yeah, that movie's pretty funny. Um, and I was going to say uh, Rise of the Guardians, which is uh, one of the movies that the director was a part of the art department. And that movie looks really good. There's a lot of really good particle effects and stuff like that. But this... I definitely think that, you know, just based on recent movies, the most recent movies to come out around this were How to Train Your Dragon 3 and then Abominable and Trolls World Tour. And I think this looks better than the three of them. If there's anything that's close, it's it's How to Train Your Dragon 3. Yeah, agreed. Very much agreed. Hopefully it's got like, you know, a good message for kids in there and it hits its its mark because I think there's been movies in the past that we've done where we're like, who's this made for? Made for? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. So... But uh, you got anything else? Uh, I don't. Let's get the fuck out of this friggin' park for trailers. <laughs> it's like a theme park, but only 
only trailer. It's like this is like the Cars spinoff. Yeah, only, <laughs> only mobile homes can ride this ride. Really? Yeah, <laughs> like the world's biggest friggin' roller coaster. You must have this big of a muffler to ride. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking Enola Holmes. Yep. And yep. Uh, this is your namesake, baby. I should just you know I'm, I'm beating the drum for this man. This is my lineage. <laughs> yeah, this is where you came from. Yeah. Looking at your past. So now, Enola is the sister to Sherlock Holmes, which would mm-hmm. make her your great, great, great aunt. Yeah, I'm related to Millie Bobby Brown. So you should get <laughs> some of that Stranger Things money. <laughs> you would not believe the amount of times throughout my life. Actually, you probably would. But like, I'm always just like, my name's Colin Holmes. And like, Holmes? So like, Sherlock Holmes? I'm like, sure. Yeah. You're like, no, more like Holmes and Watson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like years and years before the movie came out, you just could feel it in your bones. Be like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Sherlock Holmes. No, Holmes and Watson. That is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Will Ferrell though. <laughs> John C. Riley and Will Ferrell screaming for two hours. Oh, and yeah, but, uncrying. But in all, in all fairness to everybody else, Every time someone asks you a question, you go, it's elementary. <laughs> it's elementary, my dear. I've my never dear. said that in my Insert life. name here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Nola Holmes, spinoff from your normal Sherlock Holmes movies. We're actually getting a uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes 3. It's coming up. Wow. It's weird that they're doing that. But yeah, we've had a, we've had a bunch, you know, between that, this... Holmes and Watson last year. There's the Sherlock show with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like there's been yeah. a lot of Sherlock Holmes content lately, but this is a this is a spinoff with um you know new characters that at least I don't think we've seen on the screen yet. I know uh, Enola Holmes is based on a book, right? I, I can't remember the name of the book, but yeah, it's based based on a book. The director Harry Bradbeer. He this is his feature film debut. I think most people know him as the director for um, Fleabag, that TV show. Fleabag, I'm trying to remember which year it was. I haven't seen much of it, but I did check it out because it was nominated for like everything one year for the uh, the Emmys. But um, there's something stylistically that <laughs> between that show and this that I was just like, oh, I guess I guess that's all you all you can do. <laughs> we'll get to it okay jack thorne is the writer on this movie though he was the writer on wonder which came out i think four years ago now 2017 the aeronauts and then he was a writer on i think one or two episodes of electric dreams which is that um show based on the book that philip k dick wrote which is what blade runner is based off of so that's pretty cool wait philip k what dick (laughs) okay just making sure (laughs) <laughs> Philip, Philip K. Schlong. <laughs> what's what's your name, sir? Name's Philip. Philip what? K. Dick. Like Jesus, I was just asking what your fucking name was. <laughs> K. K. Dick. I like that. It's pretty cool. I wear my K. Dick. Are those K. Swiss commercials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. She plays a Noah Holmes definitely know her from stranger things or godzilla the king of the monsters man what a great oh yeah breakout role <laughs> henry cavill all american he plays sherlock holmes mm-hmm. sam Caflin, he plays mycroft holmes <laughs> mycroft My- minecraft holmes <laughs> yes i fucking love minecraft 
He's 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 making a making a friggin' log cabin and mining for diamonds. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, she plays uh Eudoria Holmes, and then Lewis Partridge plays Tewksbury, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that character's name. He's the, the nice. kid, but I uh, probably know him from Paddington too and stuff like that. So Oh, I didn't know him. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's got one of my favorite lines in Paddington too, actually. But uh I like the cast a lot. I'm I'm a big fan of Helena Bottom Carter. I yep. like Millie Bobby Brown, although most of that is coming from I just really like Eleven and Stranger Things. Right. But uh, I feel like a lot of people have assumed just based on Stranger Things and stuff and what she does in that show that she's probably a child actor that's going to break out eventually. Yeah, and, she's uh, got to get, get the right roles. Exactly, yeah. And Henry Cavill, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but... There are things that he's in. That I'm like, oh, he's really good. I I think really I just don't like the Man of Steel movies, but yeah. he was good in Mission Impossible Fallout and stuff like that. So, did you um, watch The Witcher? No, I haven't. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't okay. know why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had people tell me though. It's funny. I've had two people for sure tell me that I can think of off the top of my head they were, that they were either like, you should check out The Witcher or don't check out The Witcher. And the person who told me to check out The Witcher, they were like you'd probably like it for X, Y, and Z. And they were all real reasons. And then the person who told me not to check it out, he was like, he's like, don't check it out, man. I was like, why? And he's like, because it's a musical. And I was like, the Witcher's a musical. And then he was like, second episode comes around fucking guys singing. It's bullshit. And then I was like, really? And I looked it up and he just, he rescues a guy who's like in like the opera. So he has yeah. like a couple sing scenes where he's singing. Yeah. That's a musical. <laughs> Practically Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God, then Tim Curry comes out talking about being a transsexual transvestite from Transylvania. And I was like, not for me, guy. <laughs> That's why I was, he's like, it's a musical. I was like, The Witcher's a musical? Like, what? <laughs> Actually, his actual critique was, don't watch it. It's a musical, but my man is bad with a sword. <laughs> That's nice. His, that was his real. That was his review. I was like, okay, you, you sold me. Um, <laughs> I have come to slay a wyvern. <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? Wyvern. I don't know, man. Yeah, you know I'm talking about. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Magic the Gathering dorks, hit us up. Tell wyvern? me how to pronounce that. Wyvern. 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 <laughs> There's some magic the gathering kid that's just like, oh my god, these fucking idiots. <laughs> this freaking tool doesn't know how to pronounce wyvern. <laughs> I bet he doesn't know what a Drake is either. Ah. <laughs> uh, Marcos uh, Draconis. <laughs> yeah, we we weren't planning on doing a review on this. I mean, movies getting pushed back as we were like, oh, we can do this, but um I had heard good things going into it. I don't know if you had heard anything about it or not. All I knew was Millie Bobby Brown is the sister of Sherlock Holmes. I actually didn't even know that Helen Bottom Carter was in it, so I was pleasantly surprised to see her when she showed up right away. Let's just get into it. I don't I don't know where you want to start. Um, do you have a part place that you want to start? Because there's one thing that I would like to hit, but I don't know if it's the best thing to just mention right out of the gate. Um, I don't necessarily have anything that I feel like is a good start-off point. I did not know that this was a book. I had assumed that they were just like, Here's an idea for like a movie or a show or something like that. Also, that was another thing. I think 
most of the world is not sure until they start watching it if it's a movie or a show. Like everybody I talk to about it, they're just like, I thought it was. A t- I think even you, I was I like, we that, should do yeah. a Nola Holmes, and you were like, I think that's a TV show. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. See, I I was all over the place. I didn't know if it was a TV or a show, and I thought it was PG. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I no, because I also thought it was a TV show, and then I watched the trailer for it. And it was like rated PG thirteen, and I was like, they don't usually rate TV shows like that. So then I looked, and I was like, oh shit, it's actually a movie. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then I added it to my watch list just in case, and uh, that was that was pretty much all I knew going into it. I mean, I watched the trailer, so like I I knew that much. I did not know that this was uh was based on a book, but that makes so much more sense because that's like one of the first notes I had. I was like, it feels like it's. Based on the book, like I was getting similar feelings as to when, uh, when we watched uh, How to Build a Girl. Yeah, I could see that, especially with like the heavy narration and the fourth wall stuff. That's what I was I was gonna bring up. We'll get to it later. Uh, I think it's better okay. to be, be be talked about later. But yeah, I I don't know if this is like straight for straight, you know, um, based on a book or if it took characters from a spinoff book and, and made it into a movie. Right. But, but yeah, I, I know the, uh, Alona or Enola. Sorry. I said Alona. Alona. <laughs> Cause they make a big emphasis on words, words spelt backwards in this movie. But, uh, I knew that Enola and Mycroft Holmes were characters from like a, like spinoff, like Sherlock Holmes book and stuff like that. So the thing that I want to get to like right away, because I, for me, it's actually my favorite thing about the movie. And I think it's like one of the selling points I, I thought this movie looks really like I love the way this movie looks. I don't know if you, you felt mean like or, costume and set design and everything. Um, I meant mainly just like cinematography wise because it's really colorful and there's a lot of wide shots and stuff like that. Like I was honestly like I watched it with Brianna last night and we were talking about it and I was like, this is like actually like as just as you know appealing to look at. Like this is one of my favorite movies. Just looking at it, I think this year. Wow. That's a yeah. big that's a big statement. I will say when watching it, it this movie does not necessarily feel like you're watching a Netflix movie because of that same reason because it it actually looks like and no offense on most Netflix movies, but this actually looks at like a higher like professional level mm-hmm. where I feel like looking at it, I'm like this could have played on a big screen and it would have fit yeah, it wouldn't have felt weird, like or out of place or anything. So, I can agree with that. I, also, like in looking at, because um, obviously, like costume and set design really stand out because you're doing a period piece. But uh, I think something we talk about in in a good amount of movies is if you could see the green screen. And I couldn't tell if this movie was shot on like locations or or not because. I, I didn't really have any moments where I was looking and I was just like, oh, look at that horrible, you know, CGI there. Yeah, there's there's some where you could definitely tell like, oh, like there's green screen hitting the back of that that scene or whatever. But um, overall, I thought the use of CGI in terms of like the world building was really good. And it gave me when especially when they're in like the cities and stuff like that and it's tighter shots and stuff. I got a vibe very similar to the way that the city shots are shot in Sweeney Todd. And oh yeah, I couldn't figure out if that was like 
necessarily a good thing because Sweeney Todd came out like almost 10 years ago. So I was like, does it look a little dated? But like, I just got that vibe and I really liked it because I love that movie. So you're like, yeah, just visually, I love this movie from a visual standpoint. There's a bunch of parts like early on when like they're on the train and stuff like that. that I was just like, this looks super colorful. I'm pretty sure that it streams in 4K on Netflix and it might even be at 60 frames. I'm not sure. Huh. It lo- Yeah, it, lo- it looks great. So good on them for that. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily something that like stood out immediately to me, but like definitely like the look and feel is like very fitting. We we've also talked about on this show when we did Emma and I think Little Women. Uh, I'm not a fan of period pieces just mm-hmm. in general, but going into these movies, it's like obviously I know what I'm watching, so like I just set I set all of that bias aside and just take it for what it is. Yeah. But it seems like a running theme with these period pieces is is the costuming and set design has to be on point. Like I feel like you, if you fuck up anything in that department, like you you ruin the mystique of the entire movie. So I think they I think they did a really good job on that. I think they nailed that. Just based on that, you know what I liked? I like that they this movie, yeah, it's a period piece, but it doesn't really draw attention to itself being a period piece. Like I think to make it more accessible for younger kids, they they toned down a lot of like the language and stuff like that. But I like that it wasn't constantly drawing your attention to like, yeah, we're like, you know, this is way back in the day type thing. Because yeah. a lot of the story, I think you probably could have told the same story for the most part in present day, honestly. Yes, 100% agree. Because uh, it's like one of my one of my early notes is... I think this is definitely, and this isn't necessarily a positive or a negative. It's just an observation that, that I guess affects my enjoyment of it. But I I didn't grade it really negatively because of this. But it's this movie is very obviously driven towards a younger demographic, like teenage, like tweens. It's like um, it's a young adult. It's like it almost feels like a young adult novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and with that. I do feel like uh, it, it actually is like a very modern story, even even in being a period piece taking place however long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the themes are incredibly modern. Yeah. And, you know, these are no big spoilers or anything, but we've talked about this show in the past, uh, movies that are really heavy-handed, if they want to put like a, like a female forward message in their movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie has that female forward message, but does it with like a really deft hand. Like I don't, this movie doesn't do that thing that I hate about Captain Marvel where it's, um, she's strong, even though she's a woman, this is just, she's strong and she's a woman like this. There's not a lot of question about why is she the way she, there's question about like, just from, um, whatever his fucking name is, Minecraft Holmes, because he wants her to act more ladylike, and that's just like kind of like a like a light adversary mm-hmm. for her. But there doesn't seem like there's this overall theme where like, because like uh, Sherlock Holmes is, he's not looking at her like, how dare you not be a woman? Like he's he sees her for who she is. And then even like the boy that she meets in the movie, like I feel like it toes a tells that line like very well and it's and it's not doing the she's strong even though she's a woman it's just she's strong and she's a woman you know yeah i think or i guess a, a girl because she's a child but 
<laughs> yeah. Although she says she's 22 at one point in the movie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that can be problematic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See guys be like, what? She said she's 22. Uh, <laughs> Even though she's clearly lying in that scene. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, if someone's like, oh, oh, oh sweet. <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's a bad look. But, yeah, I, I was going to say, um, in terms of like the themes in the movie, there's a lot of really good messages in it for, for younger like girls. And some of them I think are just relevant to anybody, but you know, a lot of good messages. And in terms of just being like a strong character. Yeah. She, she is just a strong character. They don't really, like you were saying, they don't draw attention to that. I also think a lot of the messages in the movie aren't focusing necessarily on like being really strong. Cause I think, I think mm-hmm. she just is by, by the way they wrote her character, which is great. I think a lot of the messages are kind of like, being your own person and like not conforming to what people think women need to be and stuff like that, which like I said, I, th- I think is, is a good message. So that's another thing for younger girls. I think this is a good movie that, that they're going to like, I'll, I will say one thing you mentioned tone. This is something that is a negative for me. I thought this movie was PG going in based on the tone. Like I was watching it for the first like 20 minutes and I was like, Oh, this is, this is PG. This yeah. is meant for, for, you know, younger girls like i don't know like 10 or whatever and then the second half of the movie got got very pg-13 <laughs> yeah yeah no fucking kidding it kind of came out of nowhere right yeah i was because like, it was just like it was just like light happy fun light happy fun then drown the child yeah that was <laughs> it was that part because i was like oh shit like she's getting She's getting drowned. But the one part that I actually was like, holy shit, was the part where the fucking dude got impaled in the head. <laughs> and his like, oh, head yeah. like, bl- shoots blood out of it. <laughs> yeah, a little, little uh, misdirect, I guess, with that. I don't know, man. Yeah, it just came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, whoa, what am I watching? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> then it did become Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, you know, I it didn't like really bother me a ton. I just I felt like there was tonally it was it was off because I was, you know, we were talking about like the crudes and like who is this made for? And I I you know, early on I felt like it was made for for younger girls and then by the end I was like it's probably made for like I guess like tweens or teens or whatever like I feel like this would slap hard in middle school. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's probably who it was made for, but early on in the movie there's a lot of like kind of camp to it. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if early on it's going to grab the age bracket that it's going for. Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. But like I said, I think the tone is a little all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of see that. You can kind of see that in a few different ways. There were some scenes that I don't know. Like I feel like with a mystery movie, like every, Every moment is precious. Like every thing in the movie could be a seed planted to either help help a character get towards the right answer or could be a red herring to lead them away from it. And I feel like there are, I think there's some fat to this movie that yeah. could be cut. Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, what is this movie's like almost two hours long, right? It's like an hour it's, 50 something. It's over two. I mean, if you're including the credits, yeah, it's over two hours long. Yeah, I don't think it needed all of that, and I think you can feel it sometimes, like mm-hmm. especially especially with like the second act. Um, 
maybe even a little bit in the first act, like in terms of like establishing her character. Like I think her character is very well written, but I think a lot of a lot of her character and her development happens kind of later in the movie anyways, that I feel like they they spent a lot of time telling us the same thing over and over again in the beginning. Yeah. Something for me, I do want to get on to her character and the way Millie Bobby Brown plays her, but just going off of it being longer and like maybe what makes it feel long and stuff like that. Enola has an objective in the beginning of the movie, basically like, like this is what the story is going to be. And then about halfway through the movie, maybe a little bit before that it branches off and she's basically just like, okay, I still need to accomplish this thing, but I'm going to take a detour and I'm going to do this thing instead. And I was not, invested in that story at all <laughs> yeah not nearly as much it's weird because the movie is sta- it starts up in in act one and it sets up sub uh plot a your a plot which is finding her disappeared mother which they tell you in the trailer but then she cruises along she gets introduced to plot b it towards the end of act one and then in act two they're just like guess what b plot is now a plot and now a plot is like c plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, it, and it's yeah it's a little bit um a little bit scatterbrained like a little bit jumbled and stuff like that and maybe that's maybe that's where like the tone challenges come into play but i feel like even that that's just more of a, like a storytelling uh yeah. device but yeah, like it, the 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 second plot, the 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 subplot with like the boy and everything, definitely less interesting, but not to the fault of Millie Bobby Brown, because I know you just mentioned you wanted to get onto this, and mm-hmm. I totally totally want to get onto this. Her character is very well written, but also, I think this movie is a much better jumping off point for her like film career than like. Godzilla. fucking Godzilla was. Yeah. Because she's really good in this. I really liked her as this character. I think she is very charismatic and I think she carries the role very well. Yeah. No, I I agree. In some ways, I mean Stranger Things is is always going to be the thing that really like put her out there. But in some ways, I actually think this performance-wise is a much better indicator of what she can do as an actress. Oh, 100%. Cuz uh like you said one, it's, it is different than what she's done because she's more charismatic. She's more funny in this and we really haven't seen her like do anything kind of being like charming like that in anything because Stranger yeah. Things, you know, she's much more of like a, she's kind of like a damaged, quieter character. Godzilla is more, you know, serious. <laughs> Just put it lightly. Yeah. This, she has emotional moments uh, where she shows a lot of range, but then she also has a lot of scenes where she's being kind of, quirky or funny she's you know very active with the camera which we'll get to in a second but uh i really liked her. i thought she was by far the best part of the movie which you would hope your lead is but she nails it in this and um yeah i i really liked her i was impressed actually and i said to brianna because uh i was like she's really good in this and then she was like yeah and like you know everyone was like saying that she'd probably be like the one to blow up and stuff like that and i was like yeah and like there are other kid actors that i think have already proven themselves to be like phenomenal actors like like noah jupe or um i was going like to say Th- the jupe the jupe baby or like thomas and mckenzie or something like that like i don't think we've really seen millie bobby brown turn in a performance yet where i was like oh she's really good in this 
like not to say that she's bad in Stranger Things, but I just feel like this shows so much more what she can do. And I feel like this movie is going to be a really good stepping stone for her in terms of, you know, getting bigger work and everything like that. So I was pretty impressed with her. I feel like she needs a better agent because in terms of like these other kid actors like that you'd mentioned, they're doing more movies. I feel like she's not doing a lot of movies, probably because there's a demand for Stranger Things and that's a TV series. So like the filming schedule is like very different. You're spending a lot more time and she's a she's a lead in that. So I'm sure she is a lot of that screen time. Mm -hmm. So maybe she's just not available for when certain movies are shooting, but it just feels like, like, like you mentioned Noah Jupe and like, look at, look at him for the past couple of years, like a quiet place. Uh, like last year he had honey boy and Ford versus Ferrari. And he was filming a quiet place too. Like that kid is busy as shit and he's killing it in everything. And it just feels like Millie Bobby Brown is not out there as much as she very well should be because she's, she could, she can keep up. Like, she's a lead on this TV show, Stranger Things. People love it. And it's, like, really, like, her first, like, big role in anything. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a lot of pressure to put on. But then she's a lead in this, and she carries the movie. And not a lot of actors, no matter how old you are, can carry a movie. Like, you look at, I mean, no offense, like, love you, Hawkeye, but, like, Jeremy Renner, I don't like. I don't think Hollywood looks at him as a leading actor. He's a yeah. good supporting actor, um, and then you see that happen a lot of the times. But I feel like Millie Bobby Brown like already has these two things put on her shoulders as like she's the lead. Like she sells tickets now, mm -hmm. and I think there's even talks like they want to turn this into like a running movie series. Like they're gonna do, do like a franchise built off of this. Yeah. And I can see her carrying a franchise. Like, I feel like she should be getting more roles. She should be putting herself out there in more interesting things. And it's, it's just curious as to why that's not happening. I don't know. I know you don't have the answer. Actually, do you? I don't have the answer as to why. She has. Are you her agent? <laughs> yeah. But why do you think she, she's not getting anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause you're her agent. Yeah. Um, she has th three, uh, films that are, um, either completed and they're just not out yet or they're in pre-production. Oh, okay. So, but they're, they're far off. Like she has, uh, she's in Godzilla vs Kong. Of course. Comes out next year. Yeah. And Jeez. Then, yeah. But then she's in two things that there isn't a, a release date for them yet. So it's probably 2022. So, uh, between the next two, two years, she'll be in three movies. Well, she should try and land more like dramas or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Or even, you know, if she wants to do something with a little bit more comedy, cause I think she was good in this. Yeah, but uh, getting off of like, I guess, going off of that with like the comedy and stuff like that. One thing I wanted to bring up that we've, we've kind of, you know, walked around real quick. A lot of the jokes in the movie come from fourth wall breaks. Yeah, that was the thing in Fleabag. The director, uh, Harry Bradbeer, who directs Fleabag, that's like a calling card of that show is like staring down the camera, fourth wall break, talk to the audience type thing. And right away that's the first thing that happens in this movie it's like <laughs> like literally yeah. right away and um the first time it happened i was like oh don't like that like i've seen him do this i guess that's 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 all you can do all right and then 
she's going over like these like these rules that she has and i was like okay maybe this is just a thing that's gonna like just be for like these rules where she's like setting up her character and stuff to the audience yeah and then then i was like cool with it i was like okay this is kind of funny but then after about half hour and i realized it was going to go on for the entire movie i got i got i got bored of it i didn't like it anymore (laughs) It's my, my first note is, is she going to talk to the camera the entire time? (laughs) And then like four lines later, I just wrote, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, I would have been cool with it. It was just the the beginning or whatever, but it's the whole movie. And there's, there's lines in there that are like funny lines. It's not, it's not that, uh, she's doing a bad job. I think she actually sells the fourth wall breaks pretty well. Yeah. Just from a writing standpoint, just didn't like it. Like it, it's it's one of the things that made it even more obvious to me that this is geared towards like younger audience, like young teens. Like like I said, this feels very much like a young adult novel. And I don't know if that's just like a virtue that like some directors or writers have when they're adapting a book to a movie where they feel like it needs that kind of narrative to make it feel more like a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily love it. And, uh, again, it's one of those things where like when I was watching it, it definitely weighed into my grade a little bit, but at the same time I had to acknowledge, I'm like, this isn't made for me. And it's obviously a style choice. I just don't like that style. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's done poorly. Cause like you said, like there's funny lines, like it's written well and Millie Bobby Brown sells it very well. So the way I took it was, was just like, this is a thing I don't like, but it's not done badly. Yeah. So it, it affects my grade, but not to the extent as it would if it was some, if it was like some horse shit <laughs> and they were, you know, like, so I, but I do, I do agree. It, it's kind of exhausting and um, it's kind of a trope. Like I actually think there's quite a few tropes in this movie. Like probably my biggest negative on the movie is that it doesn't feel new. Like, it doesn't feel like it's breaking any boundaries or, like, I feel like it's it's using a lot of cliches that we've seen in, like, past movies like this, like like other Sherlock Holmes's, like, other, um, like, mystery period piece type things like this. Like, you, you have your, there's got to be a scene on a train, there's got to be the scene where they're telling you to be a lady and they put on the corset or whatever. Mm. Um, there's like even, uh, oh man, there's something I want to mention that, that solidifies this point too, but it's a spoiler. Do you want to, um, do you have anything else that's non-spoilery or can I kind of um, start? You, you know what? There's, I don't really have a ton left on this, but there is one thing that I want to get to that is a spoiler. So yeah, I guess from here on out, we'll we'll talk some spoilers. All right. Spoiler alert. Uh, another trope in the end. It's like way towards the end. The boy who she's with. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, big spoiler, but like he gets shot by a person. Betrayal. Even the twist. I was like, okay, yeah, obviously. Like everything felt really obvious, but he gets shot, but he's wearing like a metal plate under his shirt. And it's like. We've seen that how many times? Like, <laughs> you know what I said? <laughs> I think you'll get this. When he pulled back his shirt and he revealed that he was like wearing like the armor plate, I was like, me thrill. <laughs> <laughs> of 
<laughs> fucking uh, Gimli. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but see, there's that. There's also, I mean, Back to the Future 3 did it because of um, that Clint Eastwood movie where he did it. But like, th- it's such a common thing. Like the shot is like, but I was wearing a bulletproof vest or a shot or like, but the thing that you gave me earlier in the movie was blocking the bullet. Like, I feel like this movie doesn't do anything new. It's just, it's, it's just playing off of a lot of the tropes that you would expect. I feel like there's not the, even the twist in it or the surprise in it, the, the reveal of the mystery is nothing surprising at all. Like I think, I think everything's very telegraphed. So I feel like that's the biggest thing that took away from enjoying it is just that there's no surprises. Like there wasn't anything special really happening. Yeah. I didn't find the movie like predictable necessarily, but I found it um, very um, like the reveals and the surprises along the way weren't things that were like, a big deal really like I don't know if that yeah. makes sense where like you know when there's that turn and you find out who's really behind certain things yeah I wasn't like holy shit I was just like yeah it's, it's probably how that had to be like yeah it's trite <laughs> yeah yeah it feels it, the whole thing kind of feels like derivative yeah I get I could definitely see that um I mean it's definitely unique in that it has its own voice. Like I like, you know, there's, there's a style to the movie. Yeah. There's um, a definite look th- that is its own. Um, and the messages in it are something that we haven't seen, you know, very often, if at all from like Sherlock Holmes movies and stuff like that, or really a lot of detective movies, I would say. But uh, yeah, like I think as far as writing goes in the story, like, yeah, it, it can be predictable or it can just be very like, you know, run of the mill. Um, the thing for me that was spoilery that, that actually kind of bothered me is, and I, I said a little bit earlier, the, the storyline with her mom, I found much more, um, like emotionally investing. Um, yeah. And that was kind of what I, you know, was hoping the movie would, would focus on or give me some resolution to. And, and you don't really get it. Like, no. <laughs> like, you know, I'll we're in spoilers. I'll just say it like they never revisit that, that plot line. The mom just shows back up. Yeah. They don't find her. She just, she just comes back. It's just yeah. like, Oh, Hey, yeah, she, she just comes back. And then like, even, even after she comes back, like, I feel like you don't get a satisfying like resolution to that. Like why the mom went away and all they, they kind of touch on it, but it's, I just wish that they, for something that seemed like it was going to be a big plot point of the movie, it just like gets, re- you know, resolved so quickly. And like, you know, it, w- it just wasn't satisfying at all. I, I was kind of just like, really? <laughs> that was like the heart of the movie for me, <laughs> like in the beginning, like finding her mom and stuff like that. And like the way they set up Helena Bonham Carter's character, I was like, oh, she's like, you know, like a really loving mom. She teaches this character how to be like, you know, independent in her own self and stuff like that. And then it's just kind of like, in the end, it's just like a throwaway thing where you never really find out anything about it. Yeah, pretty much. I almost feel like what they should have done was leave leave the cliffhanger. Her mom is still out there. Set it open for possible second movie. Yeah, yeah, you could have done that. Like, 
especially after, you know, she unravels the mystery of, uh, you know, Tewksbury's whatever, like what's going on with his family and why he's like being hunted and stuff. She's like, you know what? Like now I am like a detective, like, and I still have like one more thing to like solve or something like that. You know, some, some cliche ending you could have done. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just wish that there was more to that because I still don't even know why the mom left. Like, <laughs> like, like I kind of do, but I don't, I don't know. Do they tell you? Is it literally just like, you know, mama bird pushes baby bird out of the nest type thing where she's just like, I just ran away. So you can kind of like figure out your own life for yourself. Yeah. And she, then she, I, now that you did, I'm back. I don't even know if she's back though. That's the thing. Like they don't really, they don't really tell you enough for you to really know what's going on, which I guess if they do a sequel, you'll find out. But yeah, I think a bit of it is like, you know, I left so you could like find yourself, but also she says like, I, you know, I was out there like I, the, the world needed me basically. And I was just like, well, like why? Like, I need to know. <laughs> so She had to paint the roses red. Exactly. The chrysanthemums. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more you, you've got on this. It, you know, it, it's not meant for me. It's not meant for a 30-year-old white dude. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was, uh, you know, I, I heard that they were making like a a kid's spinoff Sherlock Holmes movie, and I was kind of just like, uh, I don't know. If I, and then there was a lot of things in this movie that actually did impress me. So despite also there being negatives and stuff, I, I had a generally a, a good time watching it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like miserable to get through at all. Uh, I definitely felt the runtime, but mm -hmm. yeah, like I had to, I had to remove my own biases to, to watch it. Like, is this a movie I would have put on for myself if I didn't have a movie review podcast? <laughs> Probably not. Or maybe I would have tried it, gotten a feel for what it was and been like, you know what? I'm not going to continue with this. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just means like, it's not for me. Uh, but I tried not to let that weigh too heavily into my grading. So I must ask you, sir, do you have tomato tomatoes? I do have tomato tomato tomato. The critics, they're bringing this one in at a 91%. Oh, that's a really good grade. They gave it a moonis. <laughs> Moon it? That's a that's a good great, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Uh yeah, ninety one percent for the critics. Surprised by that. Um I'd heard good things. Didn't think it was gonna be a you know the the, the A minus range or you know That's um, powerful from the critics. Holy shit. Yeah. Tomato, the audience, they've got this at a seventy three. So that's like a that's an A minus to like a C minus or a C. Wow, yeah, seventy three. I think that's like the top of the C minus range. That's that's kind of crazy. Um, but you know what? I bet you the that ninety one percent of critics probably would have given it around round that grade too. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I can't imagine ninety one percent of critics being like this is like an A range movie, which I guess is a is a little bit of a tell for my grade. So I'm actually gonna go to motto. But I'm grading it higher than a C minus. I gave it a C plus. Oh, nice. Um, I am also going to motto, and then I gave it a C. Oh wow! Yeah, I almost gave it a C when I wrote it down. I had it down as a C, but mm -hmm. then I added. Um, I basically just 
took the things I didn't like about it and I, I gave them less weight because I was like, that might be my bias. Yeah. I was going to say, if you were curious as to what like the average score is for the critics, it's a C. Okay. That, that's perfect then. Yeah. I was giving it, um, I wrote it down on my phone as a C and then right before we started recording, I was like thinking about it more and I was looking over my notes and I was like, you know what? Like I didn't, hate this like i mentioned the things that were like the biggest standouts in terms of negatives but like overall as a movie it's not bad like it's they didn't make a bad movie and even getting a c grade is not a bad movie at all Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i think i just i i was like let me give them a little bit more credit just just because i was like what does it hurt me our grades mean fucking nothing so yeah (laughs) I basically just bumped it up to a C plus just because I'm in a, I was in a good mood today. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll give it a C plus. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? It's like, what's the fucking difference? I'm I'm going C plus. I'll do it. Cause you're going to do it. I I convinced you just be a happy guy. Yeah, exactly. I want to be a downer guy. No, no, there are a lot of pros in it. And I mean, like I said, I think this movie is beautiful. If you're someone who just wants to look at great, you know, cinematography, then you'll like this you know, just from that standpoint, but, uh, really like the way, way it looks. I think there are good messages in it and Millie Bobby Brown is great in it. But, uh, for me, I'd say, I'd say even Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, I think his portrayal is, is well done. And I really like that. They didn't, they didn't take away the focus from Enola Holmes. Like it's very much her movie, and even though you have Henry Cavill, who is obviously um, a very like notable name, notable star, they didn't they didn't use him to quote like save the movie, or they didn't use him to really like sell the movie. Like they really put their faith in her, mm-hmm. and I think it's well deserved. So like I also gave him gave him credit for that because that could have been problematic to be like oh it's a movie about her but then like this guy's coming in and he's like stealing the show or whatever taking the yeah. shine away from her I was, um i was gonna say going off of that just sherlock holmes in and of itself is normally a very um you know larger than life character in, in terms of, he's very over the top in some ways and how he yeah like, and i feel like the way that henry cavill plays the character is a lot more reserved a little bit very quieter. stoic yeah so yeah. and and that's good because it, it doesn't he never steals the scene from Millie Bobby Brown. Right. I mean, for me, like like I said already, my negatives are just the main uh, storyline became very, like, uninteresting for me once they left the storyline with the mom. And I didn't like the resolution to it. And as far as the writing on the movie, there's good dialogue and stuff, but the story itself... I just felt like was lacking a little bit and the kind of like that fourth wall trope that they hammer the entire movie got very old. Yeah. So that was, that was really my, my biggest negatives on the movie. Word up. Word, word up. That's what the kids are saying. Yeah. I don't know. I ran out of British slang. Anyways, <laughs> also apologies to any of our British listeners. If you didn't like the accent we were doing, <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh no that's I, uh, a that's a big fucking deal with it from this guy i had a uh, a british kid on destiny like two weeks ago call me a dumbass 
Oh, awesome. We were, it was funny because, uh, I don't know. It was funny. I was, we were trying to beat this raid and we weren't doing bad, but like, I just, I was overplaying this raid. So I was like, he called me a dumbass at this one part where I was trying to save the team basically. And I got like in front of him and he was just like, Oh my God, you're a dumbass. And then, but like, I found it so funny because there's in the raid, there's this like robot thing that like spits out this like acid thingy and you have to like pick it up. Otherwise everyone dies. And, and he was like, at one point he was just like, Oh, come on, spit out your cum. And I was like, you're calling me a dumbass, but you were talking about semen like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted some of that sweet, sweet calm. (laughs) I was like, sure, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Let's attribute that to just it's a British thing. We wouldn't understand. Exactly, yeah. So all of our British <laughs> listeners, we know what you really want from us. <laughs> you come sweet, you come sweet. for the movie reviews, but you come for the cum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Coming for the cum. That's yeah. a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real drippy lettering, too. Oh, it's the swampy lettering. I fucking swap this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, we did it. Another episode, another Netflix episode. It's a back-to-back. But our next episode, not a Netflix movie. We're switching things up. Mm-hmm. Do we tell the Swampies what's coming to them? Does it matter? Yeah, well, tell them. Tell little them. tease. Next week, we're talking Antebellum. Yep. Antebellum. <laughs> the great flick from Jordan Peele. <laughs> That's not from Jordan Peele. I know. That's the moment that that trailer came up in the theater. Cause we actually saw that trailer in theaters and yeah, it's and, supposed to come out a while ago. Yeah. But it comes up and it marked itself hard off of get out and us. And I was like, this isn't made by that guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody earlier today and I was, I was talking about my feelings on antebellum cause they, they just watched us for the first time. Mm hmm. They were like, uh, oh, it makes me like really b- bummed out that Antebellum was was whack because like I I was so excited to like watch us and like they really liked us and like how you could like look at it from so many different angles and there's so much you could dissect about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, Antebellum isn't actually Jordan Peele. They just like put that in the trailer to help sell it. He's like, I think he just like, I think it's like the same studio or something or like he maybe helped with funding or whatnot. He's the producer uh, on it. Uh, Okay, producer on it. And then and they were just like, they're like, oh, fuck, was I just accidentally racist? I'm like, no, they were intentionally trying to trick you. Yeah, that's, they were, they were selling it. That's like all the time. I, there was a, I remember when I went and saw nine and all the trailers were like Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Tim Burton. I saw nine and I was like, I don't really like that. And I looked it up and he was the producer on it. We used it all yeah. the time. And look what we saw at Brightburn. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I wonder, We'll get we'll get to it next week. But did your friends actually watch Antebellum, or they just look at the reviews? No, they they didn't watch Antebellum. I had watched Antebellum. They had watched us, and then I had told them how I felt about Antebellum. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So that's what we got coming for you next week. But for now, you guys could follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. You can follow me at Sky Two Dudes. You can follow me at Colin Two Dudes. Yep. And you could also leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us reach a certain goal. 
And once we hit a hundred of those, which we've we've been seeing some more come in, so we do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who any of you are who are doing it, but <laughs> because it's just like you make up a screen name like for that moment, and like people aren't using like their real names, so like we're constantly texting like, "Is this somebody you know?" I'm like, "I have no fucking clue." <laughs> um, I did tell you, I I did put it on Tinder that you should give my pod- podcast a five star review. Don't know if that's a great idea. No, if it is. we well, actually, I don't know. If we start getting one-star reviews, like, this guy stood me up for coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> one star. Your show sucks. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't do that. I don't I don't stand people up. But, uh, but yeah, you, you leave us a five-star written review. When we hit 100 reviews, we're going to give away more free swag, maybe some Quantum Fucker merch. Ooh. Definitely some Quantum Fucker merch. But <laughs> Whatever they want. No. I was going to say, it's not like we have stuff that we're like, we got to get rid of these shirts. Like, they can literally pick anything they want. Yeah, within reason. Yeah. Well, we'll, no, no. 100, we can go a little bit bigger. I still got to get the Quantum Fucker banner. I got I got some more uh, work I got to do in my little recording corner, but that's a big piece of the puzzle. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then yeah, I'm going to feel feel like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. Like a boss. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, do all of that stuff. Go to todosmoviereviews.com, which also we should probably update that website soon. Oh, I need to. Yeah, that's <laughs> good idea. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been We're a, like while. a year behind. <laughs> it's been a while since we updated. I don't think it's been movie-reviews.com. updated. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if it's been updated since 2020. <laughs> Listen, guys, there's a pandemic. We can't just be updating our website all the time. Yeah. It's hard enough to get these episodes out on time for you fucking swampy pieces of shit. <laughs> but we're doing it. We're back on track. Let me knock on wood because we are recording this on a Sunday, which means I have like two days to edit the episode. <laughs> so let me not let me not jinx myself and let me let you get back to doing that thing that you do, you swampies. You whatever it is you do, I don't know. Cutting your fingernails and put it in your friggin' coffee or something. <laughs> gross, you gross, nasty, nasty, nasty daddies. <laughs> you nasty swampies. <laughs> you like it like that? Whoa. I bet you. I bet you like it like that. Give me that Whoa, sweet cum. Toe jam. <laughs> Ooh, that's a toe jam right there, baby. <laughs> And on that note, uh, suck it, Swampies. <laughs>